all of those online, and I guess the few that are here, I think we're under 10. <laughs> um, this morning, it's, yeah, I think we can praise from our homes as well as from church. It doesn't have to be at church or in a building. It belongs in our heart. It should be something that we're doing throughout the whole week. So this is a good practice for that if you're not very good at doing it throughout the week. Um, let's begin this morning. Go ahead.
the Psalms this week have been such an encouragement to me, um, kind of with all the craziness that's been going on in our world, and especially Psalms 138. It says, I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods, I sing your praise. I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. <clears throat> for you have exalted above all things your name and your word. On the day I called, you answered me. My strength of soul you increased. All the kings of the earth shall give you thanks, O Lord. For they have heard the words of your mouth, and they shall sing of the ways of the Lord. For great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly, but the haughty he knows from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand delivers me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. Yeah. 
So, so it feels, feels really interesting, interesting to sing to basically empty benches. But um, I guess in my mind's eye, I'm just picturing all the people I usually pick out when I'm singing up here. And I'm picking out like Abe sitting there smiling in some way. You know, he's just got this crazy grin on his face. Addy, of course, is over here doing his crazy thing. You know, he's always got all kinds of energy to sing. And uh, Katie's always smiling in the front bench. So there's just different ones we pick out as we, as in my mind's eye, that's what I'm thinking as we're singing up here, not only singing to the Lord, but also these empty chairs. I'm thinking of all the friends that we are missing this morning that we're not getting to see, but in my mind, I'm still seeing you guys. Um, so glad that you guys can be with us this morning, and I hope that you are blessed and also encouraged as we are. Even though we as the body of Christ may be scattered to our different homes, the reality of it is we're still one in Christ, and that's the greatest thing. We can still be growing together. We have so much technology even to continue to share with each other, to encourage each other throughout the week. Let's not stop doing that for each other. I'm probably the worst at it because I get busy and I don't text while driving. So, But let's remember to encourage each other. If you think of a verse and you think of somebody that might be blessed by that, share that with somebody this week. And just remember that just because maybe we are occupied at home ourselves, it doesn't mean everybody else just feels like they have so many people around them. I have a crazy household of five boys uh, living in there and between workouts and uh, a terrible diet that I can't eat on, um, things like that, it, we're quite busy. Um, either complaining to each other or um, encouraging each other to do more. So um, just really glad you guys could be with us this morning.
before we do this last song, I'm going to throw something different here. Oh, yeah, good. D. Key D. No, do key D. I'm going to do, let's do God's Not Dead. I had to think of one more face I'm seeing in here, and it's Anna Hale. And her face isn't here, obviously, but I could just imagine that she'd probably love to sing a kid's song this morning. So I don't know how many children we have listening, but we'll do this one for you.
thank you, Hershey family and Preston for leading us in praise and worship of our King. Greetings to all of you, children of promise, family of God all over the world. I was so blessed as I listened this morning, first of all, to the voice of the Lord, encouraging me from you dear brothers and sisters in Australia, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Texas, and uh, a, a numerous other places, North Carolina, live streaming from your home via Facebook and other mediums of uh, platform, media platforms. I just want to bless the children of God this morning for sharing the gospel. And I, again, want to share just a short word of encouragement to all of us uh, before I give the time over to Brother Eddie, who will be uh, sharing a sermon with us. I, again, was thinking all week long of the word the Holy Spirit brought to us in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his Son, that he might, the Son, Jesus, might be the firstborn among many brethren. And one of the good things that the Lord has been deeply impressing on my heart, that he wants to conform into every child of promise, child of his, all over the world through this virus pandemic experience, is that the gospel is proclaimed. That good News of Jesus Christ is proclaimed all over the world from our living rooms, our church pulpits, or out in our communities, our homes, our workplaces, that we go forth with courage and with this purpose that we have been predestined to be conformed into the image of Jesus Christ. And one of those confirmations is Jesus came to preach the gospel to the poor, to those in desperate need in their life. And we live in a world where all of us find ourselves in a desperate need, not a cure for COVID-19. Yes, that is need, but our desperate need, the desperate need of my heart is Jesus Christ, the gospel news the good news that he has come not only to forgive my sin, but to conform me into his image, to deliver me from the power of fear, timidity, and, and the power of, of, of the anxiety of this world, to deliver me from the power of sin of my flesh and all of the temptations that may come against us as we're isolated in our homes. That Jesus Christ brings the good news to us that he is our Savior and our Lord. And I want to encourage you, my dear brothers and sisters, with these words in 1 Peter 
chapter 3, verse 15. But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. Let's do that together as we walk through this experience. That we take this experience and we allow it to sanctify Christ in my heart. That he would be exalted in a way he's never been before in my life. And he would take me and set me apart in a conforming way like he's never done before. So that we're always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you with gentleness and reverence. My dear brothers and sisters, as we share our hearts with each other on Facebook, on the phone, via text and WhatsApp and all those different ways that we can share together, let's do so. Share the hope of Jesus Christ in our own hearts with reverence and gentleness so that the world may know, not only by what we say, but in the spirit through which we share the hope of the gospel to each other, and to our communities. That they would see Jesus lifted up and glorified. And they would also come into this reverential awe of the presence of Jesus Christ. Not only in us, but that they would be able to come into his presence and experience him in a personal way. You know, nowadays there's a lot of comments, at least I'm seeing it on my Facebook news feed and numerous other ways. I'm hearing it in the community through my customers. Many people have lots of different opinions about how the government is handling or the governments of the world are handling this situation. How the news media is handling this whole virus situation. I want to encourage each one of us. Let's use this opportunity to share the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ with reverence and gentleness. And in that spirit, Christ will be glorified. I'm going to lead us in prayer. Those of you who are with us, let's pray together. Come into his presence in reverence with a gentle and meek heart. And thank him for this experience. Thank him for how he is preparing us for eternity. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you would be exalted and glorified in our lives. Thank you for this experience, Lord, for the purpose that you have in your heart as you are in heaven looking down upon earth, as you are pouring out your Holy Spirit in love into your children and shedding abroad your love in their hearts by the Holy Ghost. I pray continue to let your word go forth with power, with anointing. Lord, even as you did, as you poured out your Holy Spirit recorded to us in Acts chapter 2, Father, I pray so now again you would fulfill the prophecy of Joel that in these last days you would pour out your Holy Spirit upon your sons and your daughters and our little ones, that we would prophesy, make known the will of God, and glorify our Jesus. And lift up our heads, proclaiming his death, his resurrection, and his second coming again to the world we live in. 
Bless our brother Illy as he shares the word with us. Anoint his lips. Put him, take a, a coal from the altar of heaven and put it upon his lips, Lord. And I pray that you would bless him for his willingness to share. And you would speak through him the oracles of God that you know we need to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, brother. Good. All right. Well, good morning to, I don't know how many people we have the, online right now. Um, for those that don't know me, my name is Eli Gamis. I'm from Mexico. I'm not a little Russian, but I'm from Mexico, so very good. Um, first of all, this is very interesting to me, to be honest. I mean, to be preaching like, like Empty building that is not empty, we have some brothers in here, but at the same time, I don't know, it's a new experience to me, so bear with me, please. <laughs> um, first of all, don't worry, I'm not going to preach about the virus. You're good. I'm not going to talk about economy. First of all, because I know nothing about those things. And secondly, because I think God is worthy of our time. And I mean, we have more important things to, to talk about than just the virus. And I'm going to let the virus keep going and, and we will learn something today. Um, let me open with, um, let me put this in airplane mode first because you never know, huh? Sorry about that. All right. Let's, let's pray. Father, we, we thank you for this opportunity. Um, Father, and I pray that you, you talk to us today, Holy Spirit, please use um, these words, talk to us, and keep working in our hearts. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. So, um, I want to start with a question for you. Uh, simple question. Has God ever answered a prayer? Some of you are already thinking about it like, well... You know what? Yes, he has answered some prayers, I guess. And some of you are thinking, um, yeah, he does answer prayers, but sometimes he takes way too long, like forever sometimes. And sometimes he doesn't answer back. And sometimes his answer is no. Or his answer is something different than what you requested, if you were requesting something. So I want to read, if you, if you, can, if you have your Bible with you, and go to Matthew chapter 7, Chapter 7, verse 7. It says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and to one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asking for a bread, will give him a stone? Or he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent. If you then, who are evil, know how to, good, to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? So, in a way, that sounds like almost like a recipe. Bear with me. This is what I mean. If you ask, you receive. If you knock the door, it will be open. 
right? So, so it's sounds easy, easy. But, but sometimes it doesn't happen like we expect, at least. So, some example of prayers answered by God would be, I mean, first of all, when you ask for the forgiveness of your sins, that, that's amazing, that's huge. And, and, and I'm not diminishing that, I'm just saying that's an answer, right? Sometimes we pray for healing, or sometimes we pray for children, I mean, when, when you can have children, or if you, if you lost your job and you need a job, you pray for a job. And, and, and it's good, I'm not saying that's wrong. Or sometimes problems, any kind of problems, everybody faces problems once in a while. Uh, so we pray for problems, and, and also we just pray to worship God and to honor Him. And, and that's amazing, that's good. And there are three, three points that I want to touch really quick about prayer, and one of them is that you are in communication with God. With, first of all, that is amazing. I mean, if you think about it, you're talking to the Creator of every single thing. Those that you can see and those that you cannot see, you're talking to this person. And not only that, He talks back to you. So you're having a conversation with God. It's not only you saying a bunch of stuff, but God is also talking to you, which I would say that's double amazing, because you're having a conversation with the author of everything, of, of, of the whole universe. And then there's a third point, which I think is also really, really good to, to take into account. And it's the fact that in this conversation that you have, you're having with God, you're getting to know, I would say each other, although God knows you perfectly, right? Because He created you. But you're getting to know God more. Bear with me, you will understand why. So, but I was, I was wondering, well, is, is that it? I mean, is that it? So we, we, we talk to God, and then He answers back. Is there anything else besides God getting back to us with our request? I feel like sometimes we use, listen, we use God as if He was a grocery store or a restaurant or maybe a pizza place. You know, you call it pizza place and, hey, can I have a fabulous-sized pepperoni, um, jalapenos, and extra cheese, maybe, right? And then the pizza guy comes to your house and there's a pizza. You pay back, maybe a tip. If you want to, you don't have to, whatever you want. And then that's it. That's how things go. We go to God and ask God this. Minutes, maybe this, the, the whole week, so I can pay back. back. Right? I mean, this sometimes happens. So, last time, I mean, I'm pretty sure many of you didn't um, were at church. Last time, I had the opportunity to share with you guys. And I was sharing about frogs. You need to go and watch the movie. You want to understand the whole thing. But I shared with you that I've been praying to God. God, examine my heart. Show me. Is there? Is there anything that I need to change? Is there anything that you, you consider is not giving you honor and glory in my heart, in my life, and anything? So, I've, I've been praying this 
and he showed me that I have using God, I have been using God as a pizza guy. I just go to him, I request something, and when he answers back, I am like tempted to pay praying or reading the Bible or something. So, of course, when I, when I, when I noticed this, when the, when the Spirit started to, to work in my heart about this, man, I don't want this, of course. So I went, I went to my knees, I went to God, and I said, God, please, can you, I mean, I don't want this. Can you, can you help me with this? I don't, I don't want to be living like this. This does not bless your name. I'm not giving you honor and glory living like this. So, I went, I went, I went into prayer. I want to tell you something. I was very sincere. You know, I wasn't like, well, God, you know, I mean, I have this problem. Um, I don't know if you don't mind. I mean, help me uh, fix, fix this issue if you don't mind. No, like that. I was so, I don't know, my heart was in need at that moment. And I went to God and I was like, God, please, no, I, I don't want this. Can you change it? Can you do something, please? I cannot do it. I recognize, I know that I cannot do it because in, in my own strength, I cannot do it. I need you. Could you please do something? Change me. Do something with my life. I want to share a rather interesting experience that I, that I had. Um, this, this, is, this was a couple of weeks ago. So I got home from my job, um, had dinner with my wife and my son. And, and so after, after we finished, I, I, told, I told them, let's read the Bible. We're going to read the Bible together. Um, let's read John. We went to John. So my son was just playing with some toys, uh, I think he was reading a book also, we're trying to train him how to be, you know, like quiet and calm down during the preaching or something like that. So I started to read John, and, and I went first, first chapter, and I was reading, and I was reading. To be honest, I don't even remember exactly the words, but suddenly, I lost it. Man, and I started to cry. So hard. I couldn't. I couldn't hold it. I, I just boom, crying and crying and crying, and I couldn't stop. It was so weird. It was so weird for me. To be honest, this is the first time that this happens to me. I'm in front of somebody, my wife, and my son. My son was all scared. He was looking at me like, did I do something wrong? And I was trying to calm him down. And you're good. It's okay. It's okay. The, the papa, papa is okay. okay. It's, it's fine. fine. It's, it's good. It's good. So, and then, and then my, my wife, she was looking at me like, uh, did, did you say something that I missed? Or what's going on here? I couldn't stop it. I was just crying and crying and crying. I couldn't talk. I don't know, seconds, minutes later, I managed to, to be able to breathe. And, and, and I, I was with the Bible in my hands, and I told my wife, this thing. This is the word of God. It's been inspired by him. It's, I mean, and I do not, I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, I, I sometimes read it just to check the box. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if this happened to you, but I mean, I have two Bibles, one in Spanish and one in English. And 
and I don't read them. And when I read them, I check the box. What in the world is wrong with me? It was so, so, I mean, it was a blessing, but at the same time, it was so hard to realize this. And it was, it was like an answer for me to a prayer. Can you, can you God change my heart? I asked him, can you show me? I mean, brothers and sisters, whatever you are, sitting in the living room, whatever you are, it doesn't matter. People nowadays are dying for this. Yes. People have died because of this. I'm not talking about the, the paper. I'm not talking about the thing. What is inside transforms lives. It transforms nations. Let me share with you two experiences that I have. Uh, I mean, I did not experience that, but I know the people that experienced this. I once met a guy that he was, he was lost in the world like many of us were. And he, he moved to a, to a different place. He was living in, I don't even remember the city, to be honest. He was living in a city. He moved to another city. And he was renting a house, I mean, a room in a house with other guys. And I think, my guess, is that some of the guys or at least one of them, was a Christian. And he had a Bible in the living room. And this guy, my friend, took the Bible and started to read it, just like a, like a, like a book. You know, like reading the book from the beginning and see what's going on. This guy became Christian. He gave his life to the Lord because this thing is so powerful. Because it's inspired by God. That's the truth. That's amazing. Again, it's not, it's not a paper. It's the author who inspired his word. Another friend, this, this one, I was there, so it, it's different because I saw what happened. We were in the Netherlands, and, and, a, and a brother of, uh, of mine, he, he started a group, like a Bible study group, with some refugees from um, Iran. Is that the way you say it, Iran? Okay. From Iran. But, but those guys didn't speak English. So they, they speak Farsi, and we don't speak Farsi. We barely speak English, so we were like, how, how are we going to do this? I mean, these guys are wanting to, to come to, to the Bible study, but we don't speak each other's languages. So we found out that there was a guy, also a refugee, who spoke English and Farsi, of course. So we asked him, hey, can you help us translating? And he was like, sure. So he came, he came to, to the Bible study, and... He was just the translator. We would say, in the beginning, God created, and the guy was like, I mean, translating to Farsi, saying the same words. And then, so in the middle of, in the, middle of the, of the um, conversation or, or preaching, I remember he, I think it was at the end, he said, just so you know, guys, I mean, I don't care about what you're saying. I'm just here to, I, I don't believe all this thing. For me, this is just garbage. I, I just, I'm just sharing. I mean, I, I, what I mean, I'm just translating for you because you requested and I have nothing to do in the in the refugee camp so I'm just translating and we were like sure thanks man no problem I mean we really appreciate your time so I, I left the Netherlands for six months when I went went back and I talked to him guess what yeah you already guessed it correctly the Lord transformed his heart just because he was reading the Bible, because he was actually reading the Bible to the guys so he could under, they could understand. So just because he was translating the Word of God, 
the Spirit of God, boom, transform him. So that's, that's what it is. That's what we have in here, right? And even though, I'm, even though the preaching today is not about the Bible, I mean, precisely, but it's more about prayer, I'm just telling you that God started to answer that prayer to me. And now I see this differently. Now, don't, don't take this wrong. I'm not saying that now I have a whole ritual, you know. I light some candles, and then it's 6 o'clock exactly. The sun is in, in these degrees, and then I, I wear this specific suit. Nothing like that. I mean, not like that. I'm just saying, just realizing that this is indeed the Word of God. It is indeed the Word of God, and it has power. Not the actual thing but the author has the power to transform you when you read it. When somebody hears it, it transforms your heart. And I was, so I was wondering, why, why is this? I mean, wh why this, this happens when you, when you pray? So I'm, gonna, I'm going to read John 14. I mean, I told you I read John, so I have a couple of verses in John. Um, this is John chapter 14, um, verse 16. Well, we can go for, from 15. It says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. That is why. Because his Holy Spirit, because Jesus told us that the helper, he calls it the helper here, the Holy Spirit is going to be dwelling with you and is going to be in you. Guess what? Transforming you. Every single, every single time. So that's the Holy Spirit working in our house, I mean, in our hearts. So how about when God doesn't answer our prayer? How about when, when, when he takes forever to get back to us, or when he says no, or when he, or, or when he gives you something absolutely different than what you requested? In James... Um, Chapter 4 says, you do not have because you don't ask. And when you ask, you do not receive because you ask wrongly. Because you, you want to spend in your own passions. That's, when I read that, I, that's quite interesting. Just the, the idea of, I mean, you're praying, but you're praying wrongly. How, how can I do it correctly then? I mean, how, how can I do this? So, shall we, shall we keep praying even if we don't get an answer? Or even if we are praying wrongly, shall we keep praying? Or shall we keep praying even if the answer is no, or if the answer is different than what we requested? I hope you're thinking, yes, I guess, right? Because I have yes with capital letters and two exclamation marks, and I put a circle around it. So, yes, we should keep praying regardless of all this. 
So, if you're praying wrongly, that means that you're praying for, I mean, for your passions, right? To spend your passions. So ask God to examine your heart. Ask God to put His desires, whatever is in His heart, to put that in your heart. So now you're going to be praying whatever is, whatever is in His heart. So you're going to be in line with Him, if that makes sense. So you're going you're to be praying what is in God's heart if you ask Him to put His desires in your heart. So now what, what if it takes a very, very long time for God to get back to you? Then maybe God is, wants, to te- maybe he wants to teach you something. You don't know. Maybe you're going to learn how to be patient. Or maybe he's preparing your heart for the answer. You don't, you don't know what's going on. I mean, he knows everything. Just keep praying. Just keep praying. Now, what if the answer is no, or if his answer is different than what you expected? Then maybe he's trying to teach you how to wait, how to be humble also, because we're easily, and we get mad, like, hey, I asked you for this, and you brought this. What's wrong with you? Maybe he's trying to teach you something. Maybe he's, he's working in, in your heart. He's trying to teach you how to rejoice even when the answer is no or when the answer is different than when you requested. Um, so, I want to tell you one thing. So, regardless, regardless of your situation, I'm talking about prayer, right? If God is taking way too long to answer to get back to you with an answer or if he doesn't answer back to you or if he's or if his answer is no or different listen to this you are becoming more like jesus let me say this again you are becoming more like jesus just through prayer Regardless of the situation, you are becoming more like Jesus. Every single prayer that Jesus said was answered. And every single word and promise that he made has been fulfilled. Hold on, don't make conclusions yet. And if there is any prayer that hasn't been answered, or any promise or word that he said that has not been fulfilled, it will. You can read the Bible, and you can... One thing you can tell Jesus and God, they are in a perfect communion, and the Father always, always gets back to Him, all the time. You read it. I'll leave that to you. So, it will be fulfilled 100% sure. Not 99, not not 101%, no. In statistics, that's wrong. It needs to be 100%. So, for sure, God will fulfill Jesus' prayers, Jesus' words. And I want to share with you a prayer that Jesus said. So I'm going to go to John 17, um, chapter 17. So I'm going to actually start in the, in the 20th verse. I'm just going to read the part of the first one, just so you can tell what he's saying. So... 
Jesus is, is with the disciples. And then he says, 17, uh, verse 1. He says, when Jesus had spoken these words, he's talking about other words, he lifted, up, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that the son may glorify you. I'm going to leave it like this because I just wanted you to understand that he started to pray. And in the whole chapter 17, he's praying to God. Now, let's go to the verse, uh, to the 20th. It says, I do not ask for these only. He's talking about the disciples, right? Because he's with them. He says, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. Do you have an idea who he's talking about? That's us, because we believe through the word that they share with all the generations, with us. So, God, Jesus, is talking about us. Yeah? 2020, he's talking about us. He's talking about you. So, it says that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they, that they also may, may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one. I in them, and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved me, sorry, and loved them even as you loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am, to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I am known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. Now, when I read this part, I was like, I need to think about this. I mean, God, can you, can you help me understand this a little bit more? So I read it, I don't know how many times, many times. But there are a couple of points that I want you to see in here. First of all, Jesus is praying, and we need to take into account that God always listens to his son, right? And answers whatever he asks. That we all may be one. We all may be one. That they... This is just talking that they may be in us. So that's him and the Father. That I in them and you in me. So it's like, uh, hold on. So, I mean, you, you in me, I in them, them in us. So it's like a, like a combination, like a relationship, like a, like a communion, right? And it says, so that they may be where I am. That, that's, that's amazing. Jesus is praying for us. He's praying to the Father saying, 
that they may be where I am. You know where Jesus is right now? If you go to the very end, you can tell where he is at, sitting on a throne, because he's the king, reigning forever. So we're going to be there with him, which is amazing to see his glory. Jesus praying for us that we will see, that we can see his glory. And at the end it says that the love of God and, um, excuse me, that the love of God and he himself is in us. So let me say that again. The love of God that was in Jesus, it's also in us, right? And he himself is in us. And there was this one last point that I want um, to talk, which is, I don't know if you, if you noticed that, but it says that the world may believe that you have sent me. So there is a whole purpose, purpose in this in this prayer. Now, the reason why I told you you're becoming more like Jesus is because that's what Jesus did. He was, he was praying. He would be, I mean, by himself praying, or he sometimes prayed in front of people. He prayed for, he prayed for, uh, for people, or he would talk directly to the Father, and he'd go back to him. And all those things were shaping his heart and his character. And he was, he was getting to know more his Father through prayer. And that's exactly what happened to us. When we pray, regardless of the answer, regardless of the situation, we are being shaped like him. We are becoming more like him. And I'm telling you, let me tell you this. I'd rather become more like Jesus even if the answer to all my prayers are no. Because when Jesus comes back, he's going to only take his own. And I want to be one of those. I want to be transformed by him through prayer. So, I, I just... I just want to finish with this. Um, this has been touching my heart and, and, and changing my mind of prayer. I don't know. I guess I thought that prayer was just, I got a request and you get back to me and we're good. Right? So is that it? No. God is actually, that, that's why the Bible says pray. Pray without ceasing. Is that the way you say it? Or not stopping. I don't know. In, I'm thinking in Spanish right now, the, the verse. So keep praying. Keep praying. I don't know what you're passing through right now. Maybe a prayer is not being answered. Or maybe you're praying wrongly. Or maybe the answer is no. Whatever it is, keep praying. God is working in your heart. Maybe you cannot see it right now. But laid it on, you will be able to see it. Because that's why he prayed. That's why he says that the world may believe through you also. Through you. you. You don't know. People can see things in you that you don't know. I had, um, I went with, together with my family and had dinner with a, a very dear brother of mine a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month or two. And Christian, Christian guys, uh, family. And uh, um, we had an awesome time with them. We, I mean, we shared, he told me it was salmon. I'm pretty sure it was chicken, but uh, I don't know yet. So it was really good though. So thank you, brother, if you're watching this. Um, 
But I, I don't feel like we talk about God a lot. I mean, we mentioned a couple of things, right? But it wasn't like a meeting talking about specifically God, right? We just shared, I mean, our life and, and just the moment, our songs and food, some games. It, it was amazing. Then later on, I heard through another brother that this brother of mine said that he was so blessed. And I was like, well, blessed? Why? And he said, just sharing life, community with you, brother, was a blessing. I just, I, I was blessed. I saw God. And I'm like, man, I didn't talk about Jesus at all. I, need, I, I, don't, I didn't say a verse. I didn't say anything that God was doing in my life at that moment. But that's how God works. He will use your life because you become more like Jesus. So, brothers and sisters, keep praying. You're becoming more like Jesus. Let's keep praying because we are becoming more like Jesus. That's, that's way better than the actual answer for the prayer. If you, I mean, I hope you understand what I'm saying. Let's keep praying because we're becoming more like Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we, Lord, we thank you for, for this time. Jesus and I, I pray, Lord, that you, that you will keep working in our hearts and all the people that are in this building, but also those that are at home. Um, Father, that you, your spirit will keep transforming us through prayer. And even when we get discouraged because, maybe because it's taking longer than we, than we would like it to be, than we expect it to be, Jesus, please keep, keep working in our hearts. Keep shaping us to be more like you. Put your, your heart, your, your desires, your thoughts in us. So when we pray, we pray according to you, what is in your heart. Holy Spirit, please keep working in us. Keep transforming our hearts and our minds so we become more like Jesus. So we can be one with the Father. So we can see His glory. Lord, and, and so we can also be witness to other people that we can show Your love, Your grace, and everything You are to the people around us so they may believe also and come, to the, and, and come to the light. Father, I thank you for this time and I pray that you keep blessing us, that your spirit may be with us during this time of difficulties, that we can still see your, your glory, that we can still see your, that you are working and you have control over everything. We bless your name and we give you honor and glory. Because you deserve it, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, brothers and sisters. I hope you're enjoying your quarantine. And hope to see you soon. God bless you. Thank you, brother Ellie, for sharing that word with us. My mind went to uh, Jeremiah 23, verse 29, in regards to the word of God being powerful. Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer which shatters a rock? The word of God is powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword. 
And in regards to prayer, I, uh, I just want to thank you for that encouragement. The Lord has been transforming my prayer life more and more into a time of listening to his word rather than him listening to my words. And I found that to be life transforming and continuing to be life transforming because this is what it does. Oswald Chambers put it this way. The love of God in Christ Jesus is such that he can take the most unfit man, unfit to survive, unfit to fight, unfit to face moral issues, and make him not only fit to survive and to fight, but fit to face the biggest moral issues and the strongest power of Satan and come off more than a conqueror. The devil is a bully. But when we stand in the armor of God, he cannot harm us. If we tackle him in our own strength, we're soon done for. But if we stand with the strength and courage of God, he cannot gain one inch of way at all. Oswald Chambers. And indeed, that was his experience and can be yours and I's. Just a couple of announcements uh, for this Wednesday night for the local church. Uh, it is Ladies Wednesday night, Women's Fellowship night. And Katie will be sending out a link on Zoom uh, that all of you sisters can link in on and, and share a fellowship evening with. And we're developing that as well. Um, uh, you're also invited as a church family, and even um, those of you who are church family abroad will be uh, sharing with the church in Spirin at Norway uh, here at 1 o'clock Mountain Standard Time. Uh, I'm not sure what time that is, GMT. I think maybe in Norway's time, I think it's going to be maybe 7 o'clock in the evening, but uh, here in about 45 minutes, we'll be sharing there. I'll be sharing that link with you as a church if you'd like to join that meeting. And then on, on our Wednesday evenings, hopefully uh, we as men will also be able to share together. It's a wonderful uh, platform that we can use to share live with each other and uh, share the Word of God and encourage each other even from our homes. So, uh, in regards to our broadcast, we'll be continuing this medium of broadcasting, Lord willing, for the uh, next foreseeable future until the Lord opens up the door again for us to physically meet and um, allows us to do that in, 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 a, in a safe way. God bless each one of you. Thank you for listening and enjoy the Lord's day.